Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Bite Sized Cybercrime, the podcast where we discuss cybercrimes and how they're committed. I'd like to wish you all a happy new year. Last year, I learned a lot and put a lot of work into improving the podcast. I became kinder when addressing mistakes and incidents, I began to talk more about mitigation and reasons maybe mitigation wasn't put into place, and I hope this year I can continue to grow and improve even more. I've really learned a lot hosting this show, so I appreciate you for following in my journey. With the new year comes new cybercrimes to talk about. However, I'm starting off the year talking about a breach that has been unfolding for months. One you've definitely heard about by this point that's been brewing for some time. The full implications were really only just realized last week. And of course, if you haven't figured it out, I am talking about the LastPass data breach. Here's what you need to know. LastPass is a popular password manager, and it allows you to store all your passwords in a digital vault which is protected by a master password. The master password is also responsible for encrypting your passwords as it generates an encryption key. LastPass can also be used to generate secure passwords for you and can store payment details as well as autofill your credentials. This allows you to make longer, stronger passwords that are not very hard to enter. And it's a good model, and LastPass is not the only password manager that does this. There's plenty of competitors, some of which include 1Password, which I will be talking about later, and Bitwarden. The unfortunate thing about being a cybersecurity company is that you must be extra vigilant about your own security. A breach will look significantly worse if it is from you specifically, because many people think you should know better, and truthfully, as critical as I have been in the past, perfect security does not exist. New vulnerabilities come up, people fall for phishing or scams, it happens. What matters most is how you respond, and LastPass has mostly received harsh criticism for their response. And some of that I do agree with. So, what happened? In December, or possibly November of 2022, the timeline's a little mixed, an unknown threat actor accessed the cloud-based storage environment that LastPass uses to store backups. LastPass has clarified that the storage is completely separate from their production environment, so services were not disrupted in any way. Cloud makes security interesting in a lot of ways. It's great for many things like rapidly expanding and of course maintaining offsite backups, which are important for things like ransomware or even disasters. However, there is one important thing to note. Even though the cloud provider is responsible for storing your data in this case, you are still liable if that data is breached. So you really need to trust your cloud provider, get regular security audits done, and still focus on security. Having someone else host your data is not a way to transfer the responsibility. The hacker in this case was able to access the storage using some data breached in August of 2022. This was source code and technical information, not any user data, but that information is valuable for drumming up a phishing scheme to target employees and obtain credentials to access the storage volumes. The more you know about a company, the easier it is to trick an employee of that company. You can relay information that allegedly only an insider would know to build a trust relationship. So what exactly did the hacker do once they gained access to the storage volumes? They copied information from the backup that did contain user data this time, including company names, usernames, billing information, email addresses, phone numbers, and IP addresses. The logging of IP addresses, some security experts have pointed out, was not necessary and can even be considered invasive of privacy. Most importantly and alarmingly though, a backup of customer vault data was also copied, which contains website URLs that are unencrypted. 
Leaving any of this data unencrypted is a very bad idea in my opinion, as it allows threat actors a giant list of websites people have accounts with to target. If you know I have an account with Twitter, you know I am more likely to be alerted by a phishing email that looks like it's from Twitter. And if I don't have a Facebook, why would you bother sending me a phishing email from Facebook? Of course, usernames, passwords, and other form data were in this breach, but were encrypted this time. According to LastPass, these fields are encrypted by 256-bit AES. This is the strongest form of AES, so uh, good job for that one, LastPass. And like mentioned earlier, the key is generated from a master password created by the user. This master password is not stored by LastPass, so it cannot be uncovered directly. As far as LastPass is aware, no credit card data was touched and it was apparently not even stored in this particular database. The billing information mentioned earlier was related to billing addresses and not necessarily credit card numbers. You may recall an episode I did on the LinkedIn data breach back in 2012, and I have a similar episode in progress about the 2019 Canva data breach. Encrypted passwords were released, and even though they were encrypted, they were still uncovered in the end. How? Well, it's simple. Once the encrypted message is out there, it can be decrypted, and the hacker has all the time in the world to guess the master password to decrypt the information. This is known as an offline attack. The data is downloaded to the hacker's device and does not require an internet connection to decrypt. It may take a very, very long time, but users with short and secure master passwords that have previously been found in other data breaches will be most vulnerable. A LastPass competitor called 1Password criticized claims made by LastPass that your master password would take millions of years to crack. LastPass has a character minimum of 12 for passwords, but length is not the only password factor to consider, as password 12345 is 13 characters and is not exactly the best password and would take approximately one second to crack. Don't get me wrong, the longer your password is, the harder it is to crack, but there's still long passwords that are easy to guess. I also think that phishing attacks are likely to occur since email addresses are known. If you ever receive an email from LastPass regarding this breach, be very, very wary before clicking on any links and never, ever reveal your master password. And since there's a giant list of URLs that LastPass users visit that's just out there now, I would be wary of any emails relating to passwords from pretty much any website. So what could have been done to prevent this? Training employees on phishing emails is always a good strategy, but that training doesn't always hold. And truthfully, anyone can be a victim of a scam. Even cybersecurity experts who aren't paying as much attention are still potentially victims. The best thing you can do to avoid phishing email scams is to read it slowly, carefully, and come back to it later. If you rush to answer right away, there's a good chance you're missing obvious signs of a scam. Besides user training, extra monitoring after the initial data breach probably also would have helped in detecting and stopping this breach before the data was exfiltrated, or at least during that exfiltration, so some of it could have been cut off. We don't know the exact timeline of events, but since LastPass was aware of the breach in August, many have pointed out that monitoring may not have been up to snuff considering the circumstances. Especially when you consider the exfiltration of data takes a very, very long time with many opportunities to catch it. If you use LastPass, what can you do to avoid having your password stolen? Well, thankfully, that's simple. Change your passwords, and most importantly, change your master password. If you do this before your passwords are cracked, then you're safe. It may be tedious, but in the end, it's worth it. My best friend two-factor authentication is also a great idea for any websites or apps that allow it. 
as even if your password is known, you still need that second authentication factor for a successful sign-in. And remember, never approve of any login push notifications that you did not explicitly make. And now here is the big question. Can you trust LastPass and other password managers? Truthfully, that is something only you can decide for yourself. I personally think yes, although knowing my IP address was logged in a giant list of how to effectively fish me was basically left out in the open, I would probably pick an alternative besides LastPass like Bitwarden or 1Password or any number of alternatives. Personally, I just use the built-in Firefox password manager. LastPass did not have the best response. A lot of mentions of cloud storage felt like shifting the blame, the timeline of events remains vague, and some user data was handled poorly. In the minds of the cybersecurity community and a more general audience, many changes will need to be made to gain back people's trust. Password managers may be a single point of weakness if your master password is uncovered, but I think the benefits of creating more secure passwords and managing them easier outweigh the cost. If you want a similar benefit, but don't want your passwords in a central online database, security experts a decade ago would kill me for this, but write your passwords down. Don't post-it note them to your monitor or leave them laying out, but writing passwords, or even better, just parts of passwords, in a physical notebook that is locked up is a lot safer than having a weak password on the internet that anyone can try to crack at any time. But still, make sure to make your password strong. If you have a really weak password and you write it down, that's not helping you very much. Make your password as long as you can, try not to include any dictionary words, and include a range of numbers, letters, and special characters in your password. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime, and thank you to TechSpot, Forbes, TechCentral, and, hesitantly, LastPass for information on this data breach and its implications. My name is Chloe Tonitz, and until next time, Change your password and have a secure new year. Stay secure.